Hello and welcome to Miss Bossy Boots, keeping it real for women in business. My name is Stacey Morgan. I'm the Principal of Port Macquarie Performing Arts, a dance studio here on the mid-north coast of New South Wales. And joining me is my fabulous co-host, Jane Hilsden from Dragonfly Marketing. Hey, Jane. Hi, Stace. How are you going? I'm out of practice doing that, but I'll tell you what, I'd, I'd pretty much nailed that. So You did. <laughs> I'll just hand you it did. over to you now. <laughs> I've done my bit. <laughs> oh, God, don't do that. No, I'm, I'm, I get tongue-tied myself I always forget it's it's funny you could have said something for your whole life but as soon as I have the pressure to deliver something you know at a certain point in time of course I forget every word I have to say (laughs) um we always start every episode when we're together talking about highlights tell us what's been a highlight for you in the last little while oh Gosh, what's been a highlight for me in the last little while? Got to say, and I know that I've spoken about this um, in in a lot of previous episodes, but Yin Yoga has found its way back into my life state. Has it? And I've got to say, the Yin Yoga roller coaster that is Jane Wisdom, because you are either obsessed and one hundred percent on board, or it's you're not doing it at all. Like there's no in between for you. No, but I guess. so two things, I think, physically and physiologically and emotionally. So that's three things. <laughs> um, but I, oh, gosh, when was it? I think it was in November last year. I think I think like everybody in COVID or a lot of people in COVID, I'd become a little bit slacker with my exercising. I've always, I've always exercised, but I was kind of just doing two swims a week and just walking the dog, which is not really, that's like my lowest amount of exercise I've ever done. Yeah. And I was feeling it. And so I decided to start back at the gym. And so I'm doing my swimming and I'm doing my gymming. And then I was doing a little bit of running and um, if I, I'm, I've now decided to do um, just a, a really big walk with my friends instead of a run it's much much easier and much more social however all of this activity all of a sudden of course I never stretch out after any of it so I was walking around like seriously like a stiff robot but in COVID last year my yin yoga classes that I used to go to stopped so I had just started YouTubing like we did for everything really didn't we um, and I just found some really good yin yogas on YouTube. And so when, you know, recently when I was feeling really, really stiff and stuck, both I think emotionally as well as as physically, I started doing them again. And look, you know, I'm just doing them on YouTube because um, we're, we're being much more fiscally responsible these days. I'm, I'm paying for my gym membership and, and my swims. I can't really afford to pay for much more in my exercise routine so so this is where I compromise and do a bit of YouTube for my but I found Travis Travis I don't even know his last name but I tell you what <laughs> Travis, Travis life-changing Travis Travis, <laughs> Travis, Travis does a, a happy hips um episode and I tell you what when I did that one like go for an hour and I did this happy hips and I was literally floating for the day like wow Honestly, and and with yin, it is physically, so it does stretch you, but it's physiologically, so it's, you know, it's working on all your joints and your fascia and your internal organs as well. But then there's the meditation side of it as well. So all of those three put together, like seriously, it is euphoric, absolutely euphoric, to the point where I'm going to go and do some yin yoga after we after finish we recording. Here. I am addicted. Travis yeah, so that would be... Me. So big Trav, big Trav, um, 
If you Happy just Happy Hips with Travis. Is that what people know his last name? Yeah, if, no, if you just Google Travis Yin Yoga and okay. there's Happy Hips, but the, I'm doing the back one after this because my back's I've got stuck into the gardening this this um, weekend and my back's killing. So I'm going to do that one after after this recording. But yeah, Travis Yin Yoga, you'll find him. Um, I'll tell you so what, that's I, d- I do not have happy hips. Like 20 oh. years of ballet, I do not have happy hips. So maybe I it's- need to give Trav a go. But and but by releasing the hips, so it does release the hips. So you think about your glutes, your your actual hips, um, you know, just all around the pelvis, your hamstrings, like everything that comes off the hips. It's not just your hips. It's like all that stuff that just gets so, so tight. But then, of course, that has all the benefits for everywhere else too. Yeah. I'm not laughing at you, Jane. I'm just anatomy with Jane Hilston. People that are tuning into Miss Bossy Boots for the first time because that's been recommended to them. I'm like, sure, like, join Jane and Stace. They talk about great business stuff. <laughs> You've just given me and four, mi- four minutes 30 on glutes and hips. <laughs> mm, I tell I you love what, it. Though, If it's working it's, for you, then all power you to just you, gotta do. You've got to do something. Well, far out, you know, I should be allowed to swear on this podcast, <laughs> I've decided as well. You know, the shit we go through in business, like, we need something like you know it's either going to be bloody yin yoga or it's going to be chardonnay or tequila isn't it so you need something to get you through i feel like that's quite a healthy alternative actually no i like it um i'm just going to feel like a complete slacker sharing my um you know my favorite thing this week then because mine involves sitting on the couch and doing not much else but i don't know if you have an apple tv subscription um or, or apple what is it called apple plus I don't know. Uh-huh. When the, you click on the Apple when your TV turns yeah. on. Anyway, I signed up for the free trial and got addicted to Morning Wars with Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston oh, and Steve yeah, Carell. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It was so good that at one point I was watching it on the iPad in bed because I just – I had to – I couldn't stop and I was like, well, I Ooh. do need to go to bed. So I put it on the iPad and I went to the bedroom and I had it on the iPad and I, it was so good and was so shocking what happened that I actually dove under the covers and squealed. Oh. I was like, eh. Oh, so it's really good. Watch it. It, it's, do you know what? Do you know who told us about that who? about a year ago? Barbara from New York. Remember Barbara from New York? <gasps> Remember yes. she said Yes, and we were were going, oh, we don't have that yet. No, it's not on, yes. Well, we do now and it's worth worth the watch. So recommended by Barb and recommended by me, Morning Wars on Apple TV. There you go. There you go. No, well, this is is how far behind we are. We've only literally, Kevin and I have only just started watching The Crown. So, so like, uh, you know, ten years after the rest of the world has finished, we've we've only just we're on like halfway through season two. So we've got a few to go before we hit Morning Wars. But yep. it sounds good. Yeah, no, definitely good. But we're not talking about warning, uh, warning wars, morning wars on today's show. We're talking about the thoughts that keep you playing small, and the mm-hmm. reason we are talking about this is because both of us have had several. Um, epiphanies in the last little while haven't we Jane about and we've you know we've discussed this at lunch and and when we've caught up for coffee but we haven't actually had a chance to discuss it with an audience you know there are several things that have happened in our lives and in our businesses that have pointed out to us that perhaps we are playing a little bit small and need to play a little bit bigger I'll let you kick off so not only playing small but but thinking small um so I've just joined um I did I did make a kind of um a promise to myself this year that I wouldn't go as nuts with professional development as I did last year 
Um, but I have, I oh, have. So you're just going to do 84 programs this year I instead just, of 100. That's, that's <laughs> right. But I've I've signed up to a couple of things, and one that I signed up to. Um, is with Kathy Burke. It's a program called Rising and it's all about helping um, female entrepreneurs or just females in general to, to rise. And if um, people aren't familiar with Kathy Burke, she was the CEO of The Hunger Project um, and I think now she's just doing a lot of her own her own programs. But I had come across her. I'd always wanted to do The Hunger Project um, through business chicks and and um, it I don't know when it stopped but it stopped now so I won't be able to do that now but hopefully maybe down the track in in some way or form I'll be able to anyway we had our first session and her first session I think actually a lot of the program is around limiting beliefs and mindsets and all that sort of stuff and her first the first session actually goes through the difference of the different mindsets so um, you've got fixed mindsets and a growth mindset versus expansive mindset versus limited mindset which is probably something right okay don't don't know I was thinking maybe it might have been a Brené thing Anyway, so she she goes through this whole um, kind of characteristics of each, et cetera, et cetera, and then there's a bit of a the the um, you know crossbar thing, which which it has um, fixed on one bar, growth on the other, mm-hmm. on one axis, and then it has um, expansive mindset on one axis and and limited, limited on the other. And then it says you know where you are in in each of that grid, depending on which situation you are. Anyway, so she kind of gets you to go through this, you know, one scenario to to work out kind of where you are and where you're sitting and and essentially ask yourself what you need to do to change. Anyway, my particular scenario that I brought to the table was I've got a bottleneck in my business and my limited belief was that I couldn't afford a more senior marketer to help me. The next thing she gets you to do is to list the benefits that that limited belief would offer you. And I thought that's a really interesting question. Like, what do you mean the benefits? So I did and I went, shit. So, um, and I listed them all out and it was like, I won't make a hiring mistake. I won't have to have the awkward or uncomfortable experience of letting someone go. I won't need to be disappointed and I don't give someone the opportunity to let me down. Mm. Oh, my oh. God. Yeah. That just hit. I was like, holy moly, the disappointment one for me. I was just like, I think I spend my whole life protecting myself from being disappointed. It's not about anything wow. else That's except huge. for being disappointed you know and and like the d personality type in me hates making mistakes i'm happy with a fa- i'm happy to move on from a failure i hate making a mistake because i feel like that's a huge waste of time however i'm happy to take a risk and knowing that there's a mistake to be made i just hate it when it happens <laughs> but it's not that it was the disappointed i was like holy shit Okay, so then it was what? what's it costing you? So what are the benefits? What's it costing you? Well, it's costing me clients if I'm taking too long to deliver things. It's costing me stress yep. because the it's pressure to deliver. It's costing me joy because I'm not feeling joy at work and it's costing me the growth of my business. And then the next question is, given this, now what? What's the next action that you can take? And I was like, well, I just need to go and hire another <laughs> senior marketer. And 
like it seems like such a simple exercise to go through but it was profound it really was profound and so the whole session she was talking about these limited beliefs are what keep you small Mm. when you sit there thinking I can't afford another marketer that's exactly why you stay where you are when you let those limiting beliefs affect you so that you're not taking the next action to play a bigger game to progress you know it's all about that that mindset and I just thought like that was that was just one example like I've probably got about 10 of those that I could pull out and I guess I just didn't realize and then it made me kind of think well how many other thoughts am I having that are keeping me small like how many other internal rhetorics do I have and have I had in your mind playing over and over and over again that are keeping me small so anyway hence why I started advertising for for a senior marketer what about you I just think that's really interesting Jane that you you were able to so clearly articulate and, and through one exercise, dig down. Because I feel like the, the aha moment that you just had, I feel like I've had moments like that, but it's been with six months of therapy. <laughs> or it's yes. been like, you know, 15 coffees with my girlfriend to talk through this one situation or this one drama. Or I feel like for you that that so clearly articulated where that that problem was and and where you're at. I have to tell my Coke story. Have I told the Coke story? On the podcast? No, you told me that you'd given up Coke, but you never told me the story behind it. Okay, so, well, it links to this. That's the only reason I'm telling it, not just because I think it's, you know, I want to listen to myself talk. No, I want to hear it. Okay, so, again, it's based around a a, a limiting belief, but this this took me months of therapy to get to. And the same way that you could crack the disappointment thing and go, okay, well, all right, if I I know that I'm going to possibly be disappointed and I'm okay with that, then why don't I be brave and kind of step out of it? The thing with me is I drink Coke and Jane's rolled her eyes at me like several times in our, the history of our friendship because she thinks it's disgusting and full of chemicals. But for me, it was like my lifeline. I don't drink a lot of alcohol. I don't drink coffee. Coke is my caffeine. Coke is my wake me up. Coke is my feel good. Coke is my reward at the end of the day. And I didn't know to articulate it like that I just knew that at the end of the day I like to have a can of coke and I only have one can and it has to be a can and it has to be in uh, you know served <laughs> in a glass with ice in a certain way the glass has to be of a certain heaviness and be of a certain height and yeah, there's all this that. ritual that goes yeah. around this habit that I've developed over time and I got to a point where I was talking to my therapist about about the ritual and about you know what it means to me and what it means in my life because I was working through other things with my therapist and she was kind of like I had a couple of you know big breakthrough things in terms of my leadership and in terms of um you know me as a mum and me as a daughter and things like that and and I remember saying to her like wow if I can tackle that then what else can I tackle in my life and she's like like what do you mean and I was like well like you know I'm addicted to coke (laughs) she was like well, that doesn't seem like a really big thing. And I said, yeah, but, but for me, it's a really big thing. It's part of my, it's part of me. Mm. And she said, okay, well, talk, talk me through it. And I talked her through it just like I just said it to you guys. And the thing was about the reward. Um, she said, why do you need to reward yourself at the end of the day? And I said, well, I work really hard and, you know, the kids are still alive and, you know, that <laughs> deserves a reward, <laughs> I feel. Yeah. 
And she said, but do you need to reward yourself if you are enough? Like we talk a lot in, in therapy about you not needing to have, you know, a bigger house or a bigger car or a more successful business or, you know, three kids or five kids or, or to be enough that you, Stacey, as you are, have everything you need to be your own version of success and that is enough. Why do you need the Coke? And I was like, oh. And she said, if you work through this process, just like you worked through the disappointment thing, Jane, she said yeah. that she said the Coke will end up tasting like awful to you. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, you're done. Yeah. Like that's silly. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Anyway, so I went, you know, that, that afternoon I went to the fridge and I looked at the Coke and I was like, oh. I'm enough. I don't need to get the, I don't need, I don't need to have that. And I did that for a week. For a week I would just walk and I would see the can and I'd be like, well, why do I need that if like I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. And then after a week I was like, okay, well I could just have one. I could just have a can of Coke and and that would be fine. And legit, I popped it, put it in the glass, did the whole ritual, did all the things and it tasted like chemicals. Wow. And I was like, no, like, Wow. And I tell you what, I've had a couple since, like maybe less than less than ten since, and this was like six months ago, and it just doesn't taste the same. It's never tasted the same. It's been a complete shift. And that was just from that one kind of mindset mindset shift. In the same way that you found that task took you to that word of disappointment and that feeling of disappointment you could unpack that this notion of me being enough and do I need the coke and what you know why do I need external validation for the life that I'm living and the things that I'm doing and and it and I'm not I'm not just it sounds ridiculous I I can hear myself no I I don't think it sounds ridiculous at, at all I completely get it people have said to me before how can you drink coke it just tastes like chemicals and I was like that's crazy it tastes divine it's the best thing ever but what I was drinking was self-esteem and self-worth and Mm. filling myself I was filling literally filling myself up with all of the things that I should have been able to get inside me because they were already inside me and now it just tastes yeah yeah and do you know that's exactly I announced on our on the board we now call our uh, mastermind group the the board um I announced yesterday that you know I'm done done with alcohol but you know what it's for the same exactly the same reason bit of a different journey like it wasn't a kind of a therapy journey it was a I do Feb fast every single year and every single time I do it I think I don't know like it's not every single time I do it necessarily it's every single time I get back you know I drink afterwards yeah and I've enjoyed coming back to alcohol after having that break a little less every, every time. single time and last year I ended up having three months I did a couple of blocks off it and I remember being really underwhelmed when I came back to drinking and thinking it just doesn't taste the same and it was like I know exactly what you mean like and I love the way you articulated that because I think that's exactly it I was drinking self-esteem I was drinking um a happier moment I was drinking an endorphin I was drinking a release a relax a um something to an escapism I was drinking Mm. like this this escapism and when you've worked through that and when you've had two months off and you go actually I don't need that escapism you know I'm good it just doesn't taste as good it just doesn't taste as good and so then I did it again this 
and and what I found, I was look, kind of looking into it a bit and thinking, I'm I'm doing this because this is what I do. Like I drink three or four days a week and then I have three days off. And when I go to dinner with people, I drink. And when I go to parties, I drink. Yeah. Because that's Jane. That's yeah. what I've always done. That's me. That's Jane, my bring identity. Bring the tequila. Bring the tequila. You know, it's because <laughs> that's me. But when I reflected on that, I was like, but I'm not even enjoying it. You know, I'm I'm genuinely not enjoying it. I'm doing it because I, I don't like the taste of it. Like, and then I'm starting to think, well, what other drinks can I drink? Because I actually don't like the taste of this wine anymore. And it makes me feel gross the next day. And I don't really like a gin and tonic. I just don't like tonic. Like I just, and I was thinking, and so I'm finding myself looking for another alcoholic drink that might taste better. And then I think, so then I did FebFast again this year and started drinking again. And this time it was even worse. I was like, I just, there is, I don't think I've enjoyed one glass of wine since then. Like I just, I'm like, I am doing this because this is what I do. I'm not doing this because this is what I genuinely want. I'm doing this because this is 25 years worth of habit. Yeah. And that's all the wrong reasons. I don't need this anymore. I don't, um, you know, I'm, I don't need this anymore. And so, I don't know, I saw, saw this post um, and it was something really unrelated, but it was kind of about, um, and I'm not religious at all, but it was about Easter and, and how things need to die to generate the new. And I was like, that's it. Like, I think that's the piece of me that needs to die, to die. for the for the new person who doesn't have the identity wrapped up in alcohol and doesn't and can change a habit because it's not, I love that idea of, yeah, it just doesn't taste as good anymore because I don't need it. Like I was drinking, yeah, it was, it was drinking it for a different reason. And that's not to say that I'll never have it again. It's just I, I think this is right for me now. It just yeah. doesn't serve me now. I think it's interesting. Do you, like, Have you found that once you you know, you, you've obviously started advertising for a new marketer and for a, a senior level marketer. And even in just taking that step to do doing putting, putting the ad together and putting the ad out there and, and kind of stepping up, have you started to think, but now what else is possible? Like what else could I do? Because that was the thought that I had and I didn't actually plan on talking about the Coke story, but it, it's actually like it, it's, the, it's my parallel to what you're talking about because I found that once I broke the Coke thing, I was like, holy moly, what else could I do? Like what yeah. I could. No, I had that breakthrough moment when I ran my first marathon, uh, half marathon. So having never, ever, ever been a runner, um, and I remember I think it was just after Henry was born or he was maybe three or four and I'd started going to the gym and, you know, some of the pe- of the average five people that you hang around, I just, you know, kind of fell into some training and I started feeling really good and I was doing the Michelle Bridges. And then, you know, a lot of the girlfriends that I was kind of spending a lot of time with were runners and they were like, come on, you can do it. You can do the 5k. And so I was like, I've never run 5k. I can't run 5k. Like I'd be lucky to run five meters. You've got to be joking. You've got to be joking. And then I, one day I just did it. And then I went, oh, my God, well, 
if I can do that, what what else have I been telling myself that I can't do yeah. that I absolutely can? So then I went, right, now I'm going to run a half marathon. Funny those days have never, ever felt the need to actually <laughs> increase that any further than a half marathon. No. Well, I don't blame you. I, don't, I only run unless if I'm on fire. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I remember that, that, when we went to um, San Diego, which I have beautiful fond memories of, you know, tra- A, travelling and B, travelling with you, you went for a run every morning and I was like, God, Jane, we're on holiday. <laughs> we're away. You don't oh. have to. But, you know, well, but, run- but that's the good thing about thing. Well, it's not really anymore. I hate it. I've always hated it. But the one thing about running, and I will run generally when I'm I'm, I'm away, is because you can just pack your joggers and there's your exercise. Like I have to exercise yeah. each week, otherwise I feel disgusting. But my choices, which would be swimming and, um, you know, maybe a gym class or whatever, generally aren't there. So if you pack your runners, at least you can run. The waterfront at San Diego is a nice running back. And it's a great way to see a city. That's right. It's a great way to see a city. And I get too bored walking by myself. So, yeah, <laughs> this, I kind of had to. There was no other choice. No one to talk to. So I guess we're encouraging our listeners to think about the things that they could possibly do if they had a mindset shift like you and I have had. What are the things that are keeping you playing quite small thinking what are the thoughts that are keeping you small and if those could change or if you could have a breakthrough with those what are some other things that you could then go on to achieve in your business and in your life yes (laughs) thanks just pointed to me and I'm like yeah you've you've said it all yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I do and I think you know something that you just said before is that you seemed to just have that drop out at that moment, that piece about the disappointing. I don't think it did just drop out at that moment. I think I've been working for the last year very deeply on a lot of the stuff that's that's keeping me small. It's, yep. I just haven't articulated it that well. Yep. But I've been on a really, I would call it quite aggressive journey, both professionally and personally development wise and there's a lot of stuff that's come out along the way this program and that question was just asked at the right time and that's just that question you know I that's that's I've still got the other hundred limiting beliefs I've got to deal with yet too who knows what they'll unearth but one at a time one at a time that's right one at a time We would encourage you to let us know if you've um, had a little breakthrough of your own. We would especially love to hear it. I know I'm going to get some grief from people who don't believe my Coke story. Bring it on. I can't wait to hear that too. I hope you're subscribing to Miss Bossy Boots. Um, We are on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And I hope that if you enjoyed this episode, you can take a screenshot as you're listening on your phone and tag us on Instagram. We are at Miss Bossy Boots Podcast. I just took your line, Jane. That's how out of practice we are. Mm, I'm happy for you to to take it. No, no, no. It rolls off your tongue. You're good. (laughs) And, uh, I, you know, these episodes are so great when I get to talk to you, Jane. So thank you so much for joining us and I hope to talk to you again soon. Ditto. Thank you. And thanks for listening. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 